Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, for the prayers that have been prayed, for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now, as we have celebrated the fourth Sunday of the Advent, we get ready to jump into your word. We ask that your word will resonate in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits and gain great root that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are into our fourth episode of our series entitled Comfort and Joy. And actually this is the final episode of this series. However, it will carry on to next week because it's not the final final, I guess I'm trying to say. But I want to start off by saying this, that Isaiah foreshadowed John the Baptist preparing a new way for Christ. And just like John, we must proclaim Jesus and prepare our lives to receive Jesus. Just like John the Baptist, we must prepare, we must proclaim Jesus and prepare our lives to receive Jesus. When we first started off this series, we started off with our first episode, which was the time has come. Then we went to our second episode. Our second episode was entitled, The Place is Available, because we were talking about comfort. Then last week we talked about the settlement of the issue, where our focus was on joy. And this week, we have a very good one. It's called The Proclamation of the Declaration. And our whole purpose of that is, tell it. The proclamation of the declaration. Somebody say that. The proclamation of the declaration. And our definitions are this. Advent is a coming, approximately, appropriately, the coming of our Savior. And in the calendar includes four Sundays before Christmas. It is intended as a seed devotion with reference to the coming of Christ in the flesh and the second coming to judge the world. Our next definition is comfort, which is relief from the distress of the mind, the ease and quiet, which is experienced when pain, trouble, agitation, or affliction ceases. Next is joy. Joy is the passion or emotion Excited by the acquisition or expectation of good. That excitement of pleasurable feelings which is caused by success, good fortune, the gratification of desire, or some good possessed. Proclamation. Proclamation is the publication by authority, the official notice given to the public. And finally, declaration. Declaration is an affirmation, an open expression of facts or opinions or a verbal utterance. We are in Isaiah, the 40th chapter, starting at the first verse. In the English Standard Version, it says this. 
Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tender, tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The uneven ground shall be become level and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. We're going to jump over to Mark, the first chapter, a couple verses in Mark. Mark, the first chapter, starting at the second verse, and it says, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate in our hearts in Jesus' name. So, we've talked about the time. We talked about the comfort. We talked about the joy. And as we're looking at that third verse in Isaiah 40, we see how all of this comes together in this prophetic proclamation of there's going to be someone crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. He's going to make the high places low. He's going to make the crooked path straight. He's going to change the very foundation of how we perceive everything to be. Now, a little quick background. John and Jesus were cousins. John was the older cousin by six months, but still, some of us, some of us get upset, I mean, argue about being the older one day. So, I mean, six months is a pretty good time. But John was a miraculous birth as well as Jesus being a miraculous birth. John's father was the high priest for that year. And as he went in to do uh, the, 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 the ceremony for atoning for all the sins of Israel for that year, the Lord spoke to him and said, John, uh, Zechariah, you and your wife, Elizabeth, are going to have a baby. And Zechariah said, who are you talking to? We too old to have children. And so he said, okay, since you're not going to listen to me, then you're not going to speak until the baby is born. So what ends up happening is he comes out, everybody's saying, hey, why were you in there so long? And he can't say anything, so he has to write out, he has to start writing for the next few months about what's getting ready to happen. He goes home, Elizabeth uh, gets pregnant, and so now she's with child. Six months after that happened, the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, comes to uh, Mary and says, Mary, you are highly favored. You are blessed of the Lord. 
And she says, be it unto me as you have proclaimed. And as we notice, everybody's getting these words, these official declarations of what is going to happen. Now, in case y'all didn't know it, Mary was approximately 14 or 15 years old when she was getting ready to get married to Joseph. And in that day, if you got pregnant out of wedlock, you had different courses of action. You could, number one, get married. Number two, you could get stoned. Or number three, you could get kicked out of your house. And women in that day didn't have the way to work or anything, so it would be, uh, you know, you probably want to do number one, not two or three. But it also put a shame upon your family. So Mary, who is now a child, has to tell her espoused husband, and they decide we're going to have this baby because God told us to. I'm going to marry you. It's, it's all good. Well, Mary decides to go visit Elizabeth. Why? Because they was a far away from the town, and they want, I think uh, Mary's parents was like, let's get you away from all these people and so that you can go ahead and grab but the significant thing was when Mary got to Elizabeth's house, the Bible says that when she walked in and she said, hey, Elizabeth, is Mary that John, the baby that Elizabeth had, jumped, leaped, kicked, somersaulted, whatever he did, he did something to indicate to, Mary, uh, to Elizabeth that there was something special about who Mary was carrying. And so we see how even before either of those individuals came into the earth, there was a special connection between these two. Not only were they relatives, but they had this spiritual connection even before either one came onto the earth. So there was this significant thing. John grows up and we talk and they talk about John. John was a wild man and, and, and John would just be hanging out in the in in the in the uh in in the in the plains and, and just proclaiming, preparing the way of the Lord. That y'all hard head folks need to get yourselves together on the uh the show of the chosen. Uh, it was so funny, John, they, they did a good job characterizing John. John was just wild. He was, he, was, he was the one that, you know, was probably going to be the one to get into a fight and then after they beat you up, tell you about Jesus. That, John was just like that on that edge. But it talks about he was a, a naturalist. He only, he only wore enough to cover himself and he ate whatever he could get his hands on, honey. And locusts. Locusts is like little crickets. And so John went around, but the thing that he did was he would proclaim who was coming before him. He didn't even know who was coming. He just knew that he was coming. And so when you hear someone say prepare the way, that means they are Preparing for, they're announcing something that's getting ready to happen. If you ever watched the, if you if you ever went to a basketball game 
One of the things that they do before the game starts is what? Ladies and gentlemen, the starting five people for the Mississippi Mudslingers are whoever. But they make this announcement and the crowd gets up and they cheer for them and they're excited for them. And so there is a moment of focus when you're talking about preparing the way. So John was preparing this way for Jesus. And John went around saying, that which you have heard in the scriptures, the Messiah is coming. The declaration of the Messiah is here. He's here. He's here. You got to get ready for him. You got to do the right things. You need to get baptized and you got to uh, go through the baptism of repentance, which means I'm going to change my direction and go in a new, in a new way. You need to change. So he's going around telling them that what has been declared in the scriptures is coming to pass and you've got to get ready to receive it. And so we see how John is encouraging. He's going forth. He's, he's, he's compelling people to do what it is that God has called for them to do, which is to accept that the Messiah has come and to hear his voice. And we can see that as John, I mean, John is one of the few people that you can see in every gospel. Everybody talking about John. John was just that guy. Everybody knew about John. And he was in every gospel talking about prepare the way of the Lord. Get ready because he's coming. And in the same manner, we, which have heard the declaration that Jesus has come to save us from our sins, should be proclaiming the same thing. That Jesus has come and he has made a way for you to be relieved of the burden of your sins. He has opened up the opportunity for you to be a kingdom citizen. And because of that, you can have all the benefits of a kingdom citizen. And so, G, so John was actually getting everything ready in order to allow Jesus to come in and do what he was born to do. It, it's, it's funny how John came through and he said, hey, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is very near. And then when Jesus shows up to John... John is like, listen, I, I, I shouldn't be baptizing you. You should be baptizing me. Now, it was a transitional process. As we can see, when Jesus came to John and John baptized him, then God stands up and says, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. So as we are making our proclamation of the thing that has been declared that Jesus has come 
And he has come, and he has come to give us life and life more abundantly. As we are declaring that, as we are pro uh, proclaiming that to individuals that we meet, and now our proclamation is not just in what we say, it is also in how we do. Sometimes you speak louder with your actions than you do with your voice. And because of that, when we are looking at this episode, talking about the proclamation of the declaration, we're talking about our conduct, our words, our attitudes, those things that people review to see if what we are saying out of our mouths corresponds to the actions that we execute. Y'all catch that one in a minute. Because sometimes when we're dealing with our children and we do something and they ask us about it, back in the day, I won't say we do that today, but back in the day, we would say something to the effect, do as I say, not as I do. But the significant thing is the thing that you do resonates stronger than the thing that you say. Amen. And so we have to get our minds locked into the fact that I am saying things even when my lips are not moving. I am saying things even when I believe no one is looking. I am saying things when I am not saying a thing. So as we are going through this journey, as we're looking at how John did his due diligence, he did everything that he was supposed to do. He set it up. He connected. He transitioned. He did everything that he was supposed to do. Are we as representatives, as, as John the Baptist of this time period, the one that has come forth to proclaim that the declaration has come, would we be the ones that Jesus comes to and says, well done, you have done what you are here or he, were here to do? Are we preparing people's hearts to meet Jesus? Are we doing the things? Are we living the life? Are we positioning ourselves to do those things that cause Jesus to be made known to those that we encounter? Are we doing those things? And I want to end with this. This is that time of the year where you're inviting folks over to come and celebrate with you. Now, when you invite folks over, the first thing that you do is what? Go through that house and make sure everything look like, <laughs> I was going to say like Good Housekeeping Magazine, but that's even better. Like nobody lives there. Because we have to prepare the location that we're inviting the people to. And in the same manner, 
You, you, you're running through, you're, you're, you're cleaning the house, you vacuum the carpet, you, you, you're wearing nice clothes, you're, 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 you're cooking this great meal, you're doing all these things, and we get ready for the people to come in. And we want them to what? We want them to feel welcome. Actually, we want them to feel like they can never have their house as clean as this house is. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You want them to come in and have this time whereby they can come in and fellowship. So you have to do some preparation in order to provide the environment by which they can feel comfortable. So then the question comes, how are we preparing our hearts? How are we preparing our minds? How are we preparing our homes? How are we preparing our communities for Jesus? What intensity are we, are we putting into this? What expectation are we putting into this? The call to proclaim and, and to prepare, it didn't end with John the Baptist. In fact, it was him setting the example for us to go forward. Because we too have a responsibility to declare, and not only declare, to proclaim, and not only to proclaim, but also to prepare for Jesus. We have to create the environment by how we conduct our lives so that people can feel comfortable around us. So when they ask us a question, we can say it's all because of Jesus. Yes. So the proclamation of our declaration is how we conduct ourselves in order for people to see Jesus in us and want to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Do you know why? People are not rushing to kick down the doors to go to North Korea. Because North Korea is not accepting, is not welcoming, it is not any of that. There is even a perception that it's the one of the worst countries on this planet. In contrast, people are standing right now on the borders of the United States trying to get in. Why? Not because the United States is necessarily so good. Their perception of the benefit of coming to the United States is greater than where they were. And so they made that journey. So we should be doing the same thing. We shouldn't be all mean, mealy-mouthed, argumentative, and destructive like North Korea's attitude towards people. But we should be create a perception for people to, like the United States is that if I get there, I can do, I can be. And the same thing we should be doing here in the United States when we start Telling people about Jesus, they should feel like this is something I want to be a part of. I'm willing to do what's necessary in order to be a part of it so that I can have all that I need. So what are we doing? How are we doing it in order to prepare the way for Jesus to those that are around us? That is my question to you for today. And with that being said, 
if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then there is something that you need to do. And that is accept him. <laughs> because he's there for you. He has a way already prepared for you, a direction for you to go in. He wants to provide an environment by which you can be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And his desire is that you will be a part of the family of God. In order to make that happen, it's not a very difficult thing. The Bible says this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead... You shall be saved. And it then goes on to say, for with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confessed, confesses and is saved. And then it also says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is simply this rescuing, this delivering, this, this movement from one disposition to another. Where you're going from darkness to life, that you're going from death to life. It is this transition that is not only happening to you spiritually, but the process will also affect you physically. And so we want you to accept Christ into your life. And when you make that decision, we want to also come alongside you and assist you with this process because we believe that this is a this is not an individual event, but it's a team sport that we're all in this together. And so with that being said, we're going to put our money where our mouth is. Contact us. Email us. Let us know that you have made the decision and we'll come alongside you. You can contact us at info at godshousecc.com or you can text us at 864-920-0100. Contact us. Let us know that you made this decision. We'll come alongside you and assist you along this journey. Well, friends and family, that is episode number four. It's in the books, the proclamation of the declaration. I know I should have went longer. I'm sorry. Uh, but we just are excited that, that we have come to this season the, the children are getting ready to start experiencing the winter break, and we're excited for them. Um, parents, we're going to be praying for you because I know you're not excited about winter break, but just love on your babies, all right? Make them read three or four books in the, in the day. Read, read, read. Bless the Lord, read. But anyway, online family, we were just, we're just excited that you joined us. Folks that are in the sanctuary, we're excited. Please, next week, Green, red, we're going to come together for a little bit of time just to celebrate Jesus. And then we're going to call it a day. And we're going to have a great time next week. I am not going to speak long. I'm just going to talk about the light of the world. That's my goal. Talk about the light of the world. All right. So with that being said, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.